Hello listeners and welcome to our series The Young Solutionist. So last time we saw that the kids had cleaned up the pond but the garbage has returned back to the place where it was out of nowhere. Let's see now what the kids do. How do they go about trying to solve the mystery of the reappearance of the garbage? Okay? So here we go. I was feverishly trying to come up with any possible explanation. My cousin secretly moved it back. Their dad came home from work and moved it back. We had accidentally spilled a bag when we were leaving. Ria and Alex were probably doing the same thing. They looked as astounded as I felt and were giving me suspicious glances. But soon we realized that all these speculations made no sense and Ria came up with a much more plausible explanation. We have gone back in time. Guys, guys, yelled Alex. No one's moving in time. We collected the first batch of garbage and the next batch just drifted up from the bottom into the free space. I wasn't convinced. Unless there's a garbage monster on the bottom of the pond who burps out garbage. I needed time to think. I stepped aside from my friends and sat on a stump. I tried to be logical even though it had gotten me in trouble before. There must be some garbage source that keeps producing garbage over time and not all right away. My thoughts were reaching in all directions but I could not come up with a single fresh idea. Hmm, we need more information. I got up from the stump and went to Ria and Alex who were sitting on the grass. First, we should look around the pond and see if there are any traces of someone dropping this garbage. I declared, and then we should investigate the garbage itself. Maybe it can give us some clues to the source. Alex, you and I should look around the pond for the traces of people. And Ria, you should run back to the house and fetch the net that we made before and put the bags that we got in the morning into a safe place so it isn't collected until we figure this out. Alex and Ria followed my instructions without an argument. At the moment, they didn't have any better ideas. Alex started his investigation to the right from the beaver's dam and I went left. We tried to find a piece of garbage on the shore or footprints or tire tracks or something else that was out of place. And there was nothing, nothing at all. Except for our prints around the lake, we could not find any disturbed areas or footprints. We could not find a single shred of evidence anywhere in the vicinity of the pond that could shed some light on the garbage mystery. Alex and I finished our walk around the pond and were sitting silently on the grass. I felt that my cousins wanted me to take charge and I felt responsible for proceeding with the investigation. I had to say something. So far, we found less than nothing. We haven't checked the bottom of the pond, which is the most difficult place to check, but I don't believe the garbage comes from there. So what's left? The creek. 
let's check upstream for any traces of garbage on its bank or something in the tree roots or a rock pile. Well, that proved to be a dead end as well. The banks of the creek had not a single piece of garbage anywhere. There were so many places where roots or low branches could have caught anything but the water itself. It was quite obvious that if the garbage were floating down the creek, it would be captured by multiple obstacles and we didn't find a single piece. We returned to the grassy place on the shore of the pond. In a little while, Ria came back with the gear. It did not take us long to clean up the pond again, though this time we were quite through the whole operation except that occasionally one of us would exclaim something like, I can't believe this or this is ridiculous. When we had collected all the debris, we did not rush to pack the stuff into bags but carefully examined it before packing. The garbage consisted of different types of soda, bottles, plastic and glass and also soda cans. Occasionally, we could see a plastic cup. That's got to be garbage from multiple people. A single family wouldn't use such a variety of sodas, said Ria. Another option could be that this is a recyclable waste from a restaurant. Are there any in the area? I suggested. Hmm, good thinking. There are about five to six of them and they all might have this kind of stuff, said Ria. We should inspect the first batch of the collected garbage. Maybe there are clues there, I speculated as we were packing. Soon we were on the way to the house. The bags that Ria moved from the garbage bin was stashed behind the house, not in the usual area. We opened them up and looked through every item carefully, but there was not a single clue that could point us in the right direction. Not a single item had a label with an address or place name. Aunt Mary called us to dinner. We started eating in silence. Suddenly, Ria said, I don't understand why most of this garbage just doesn't sink. Haven't you heard of Archimedes' principle? I asked. Yes, I did. Um, that's what makes even huge ship float. But that is different. Why don't they fill up with water and sink? She replied. A lot of plastics still have lids, Alex said. Even without lids in calm water as on the pond, the open bottles and cans with narrow openings don't take in a lot of water at once. If they do gulp a little water, they just turn up vertically and keep floating, I added. Hmm, good point, but it doesn't help to solve the mystery, Ria sighed. After we finished eating, we moved to our usual place on the porch. I loved late evening porch discussions. We would often spend a couple of hours sitting on the porch and talking. As time was passing, the day was waning and night was revealing a different world. 
I loved looking at the bright stars, the nights in the country were darker than in my town and the stars were much brighter. The night times on the porch were special. We were dreaming about the planets that were hiding in the dark sky, creatures that might be inhabiting those planets, and most of all about flying to the stars. This time, however, our discussion was not reaching for the stars. It was circling the possible causes of the recycling garbage reappearance, but we could not come up with any new ideas. In the end, just to have some plan, I suggested. Tomorrow morning, we should check every single restaurant or recyclable collection place in town. I don't know if we'll find anything, but we don't have any other direction to investigate. The next day when I woke up, the first thing that came to my mind was that the garbage fell from the sky. Really, I thought Silent Ben. The garbage appeared twice and there were no traces on the shore, no tire tracks, torn garbage bags or any other signs of dumping. What else could it be? That possibility would not go away and the more I thought about it, the more convinced I became. Uncle George joined us for breakfast. He had had to work late the day before and hadn't heard about the mystery. During the meal, we discussed the whole strange affair with him and he could not offer any suggestions until I half-jokingly said, I think the garbage fell from the sky. I haven't figured out yet how it happened, but I don't see any other possibility. Uncle George stopped eating and stared at me. Uh-oh, I may know how, he said. We looked at him as if he were a Martian or at least Santa Claus, but he did not say anything else except, Finish your breakfast and get into my car. Oh, so listeners, it seems that a very weird idea could be the right path to the solution, huh? So, in spite of the kids really trying hard and investigating the area around the pond to find out any traces of the garbage, any traces of the source of the garbage, they were not lucky enough and it's just that they were wondering what to do and maybe check out the nearby restaurants. And the only possible thing, possible way for the garbage appeared seemed to be from the sky, huh? So John exclaimed about his weird idea. And it seems Uncle George now knows from where the garbage was appearing. So let's see in our next episode whether the garbage really appeared from the sky or else what is the solution that Uncle George is hinting at, yeah? So stay tuned. Don't forget to tune in soon to hear the next episode. Until then, stay safe, take care, and I'll see you pretty soon. Bye-bye.